0: the dad ass podcast subpar mediocre at best podcast just trying to figure out this whole parenting and adulting thing one drink and one conversation at a time hey hey and welcome to the dad ass podcast the completely unscripted unconventional podcast just trying to figure out this whole parenting and adulting thing back temporarily from our little uh, podcast sabbatical. I am Matt, a guy that created a podcast just to call himself a dadass. Next to me is the man, the myth, the legend, dude, the resident family counselor, sir. We are with two different distilleries. How are you doing?
1: I'm so pumped right now. You not and somebody else is super pumped as you can hear in the background. It's perfect. Um that is that engine
0: is symbolic of my feelings. Right I thought now. it was your heart. I'm revved up. <laughs> yeah, I'm ready for this. You're, so you're like I, I, I anticipate you talking a lot and me sitting back and just nodding mm. because I'm not going to understand anything anyone's saying. That's not true.
1: The other day, you, I think it was actually in response to something that you guys posted.
0: You were talking about like you like beautifully articulated um, back his back of mouth mouth feel. Yeah. I was doing everything that I remember hearing from the professionals. <laughs>
1: And then I just posted. I was like, "I'm so proud of you." Is this what it feels like when a child graduates? I don't know. Like,
0: <laughs> so for for those of you listening, we are we are here um, with um, distillers from Echo Spirits and from 451 Spirits. We are in um, the back area where uh, at Echo, where the distilling and magic happens. And the magic for this episode is happening on a pallet, on a forklift with, um, I can't count, five men around microphones. Yeah. And so with that, let's just get right into it. Yeah. Let's introduce who's here. We will start with our gracious hosts. You guys have been here now three times, and the last time Absolutely. it was us with him virtual. Yeah,
1: is, is that true? You, we haven't you haven't were in chemo. In a
0: while. Oh, yeah. yeah. I was in chemo. And the last time we recorded with um, Joe and Akil, you were not open yet. So this is our third time recording with you. You are officially open, and we are here at the big kids table, in the back room. <laughs> the big kids palette. The big, kids, the big palette. kids palette. Yeah. We had to put our big big boy palette on the Biggest palette out we could find. <laughs> this is a big one. A nice nice piece of wood here. It's, it's nice and sturdy. But it is nice to have both of you uh, yes. back on. How are you doing?
2: Doing well. Doing great. It's been crazy. Yeah.
0: Since we've seen you last, you've had a couple releases.
2: We have. We've, yeah. We have uh, try to. Stay pretty relevant by coming out with, you know, regular releases and and, and keeping things interesting. Kind of gives us that creative outlet. There's only so many times you can make rum before, I mean, as fun as it is, it starts to get a little monotonous. So trying to come up with different stuff and scratch that creative itch. So you have um, the pineapple rum. You have your vodka Yeah. That is out since last. Yeah. Pineapple rum, vodka. We had the first rye whiskey single barrel pick. Oh, geez. How did I forget about that? Rye whiskey single barrel. It's delicious. Just last week. Last week we came out with uh, with Chad with the forgotten brandies. And then we've got some special products here, uh, special bottles to look at for the future.
1: Wonderful. So, uh, speaking of creative itch, um, I've actually been to 451. Um, you gave me a tour. You're not going to remember it. My feelings aren't Do hurt. Do you remember him? Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, of course.
3: Of yeah. course. I remember yes. everyone.
0: He had uh, hair. He's, what a gentleman. Yeah. <laughs> and a liar. In his mind, he's like, <laughs> heck no, I don't. Yeah. No, I don't <laughs> expect
1: him to. A bald but, guy in
0: a pink polo. But, um, like,
1: 451, and you can speak to this, is like creative itch out the wazoo. Man, like... It's,
3: pretty much the entire reason it exists yeah i
1: spent five years
3: in beer and liquor retail and artists before that and currently and i just always want to create new things and our business model was small and obviously not meant to make a lot of money but produce a lot of really cool stuff and
0: the artwork and, on your bottles are awesome i was yeah. doing research this week amazing
3: that was something i knew from the get-go uh, mike martin this company's called engine house 13 does the artwork for us I knew I wanted, like, kind of a rock and roll uh, B-movie poster sort of vibe. Just kind of stand out in the liquor aisle. Um, I always rail about, like, old-timey-looking stuff from, like, brand-new distilleries that aren't even producing their own stuff yet. So,
1: mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, I, the one thing um, that I... There was a phrase that you uttered uh, during the tour um, that I don't know if you still say. If you don't, you should, you should fold it back in. Was that you were trying to put the craft back in craft distilling. Yep. And that you weren't just trying to, like, churn out all, like, the same old, same old.
3: Yeah, I pride myself on, yeah, making everything from scratch and trying to blend different, like, spirit types together. Uh, the first thing I made was a smoked apple whiskey. Yeah. And it confused a lot of people because Crown Apple came out around the same time.
1: Yeah, not and the same.
3: Not nah. the same at all. It does not taste like a Jolly Rancher. <laughs> um, it's meant to be, like, a cross between, like, a smoky scotch and an American rye.
1: Is that um, Johnny? Uh, Dear Johnny. Dear
0: Johnny. Yeah. yeah, I've I've got a bottle in my house right now. So I just want to start by saying I didn't know, and I I think I said this before we recorded, I didn't know either of your distilleries until he started making signature cocktails for each episode. So I'm, like, on this journey of learning about different spirits and everything, so I don't want you to think, who's this schmuck sitting next to me that has nothing to add except for um, when we recorded I think... um, the one about fitness and, and getting older uh, with my cousin, I think that's when you made the uh, the drink. I don't know. I'd have to go back and look. I forget everything you put in there, but it was so good. P- pizza. Um, pizza Pachuga. Yes, that's yeah. what it was. You said it right. I, I, I studied. I, I was like, oh, shoot, I,
1: I should have wrote it down. My wife was a Spanish teacher, so. Yeah. Okay.
0: Yeah. but. So with with that being said, and since you are a first-time... Um, guests on the podcast did you say you have a dad joke or you don't have a dad joke I,
3: I do not I did not do my homework uh, I always got hassled in school because people would be like oh you're funny do something funny right now and I'm like I, I don't do that on command I, it has to come naturally or <laughs> okay, or so we'll all.
1: expect some random zinger at, at just some at some point. some point and I think I, that's fair if what? you expect it it probably won't happen <laughs> well, well I, remember we've got an incredibly
0: low bar <laughs> like right. incredibly low a very low bar <laughs> so i think just the best way to to jump into this episode is tell us how this came about this collaboration that you had
1: well hold on actually let me ask this do it where do we want to start because i'm looking right now we've got um queen Share, we've got uh, two different forgotten brandies, or the is it the same? One. Product? This
2: is my this is my personal bottle. So we uh, Nikhil and I each keep uh, one bottle of each product. Mm-hmm. We make the first bottles coming off the line, and we get we sign them ourselves, or if we're doing a collaboration with someone. So oh. I did not have Chad's
1: signature on my bottle gotcha. yet. So I had to bring okay. it
2: back home because I forgot. Ah,
1: gotcha, gotcha. Um, so we've got the forgotten brandies, and then we also you guys also brought um, Queen Share, mm-hmm. um, and then. I don't know, did you end up bringing anything? Oh yeah,
3: I brought a couple of
1: bottles, which I failed to unpack,
3: but yeah. behind us no worries. when we get there.
1: <laughs> um, so where do we want to start? Do we want to start um, with individual things and end with uh, a collaboration or start with a collaboration? Let's I don't start, really with, I the collaboration
0: start with the collaboration and then we can we can kind of branch out. Let's All say, say right. It. So sure. how, how did this, as you're pouring, how did, how did this collaboration come about?
2: So the forgotten brandies, I mean, the, the reason behind the name is, uh, you know, it's a, it's a true story and it's kind of how, um, or rather the name is, is how this all came about really. I'm talking, um, (laughs) you, you got, you got arms. Yeah. Um, so, uh, Chad's been around a whole lot longer than, uh, us, um, not maybe on this earth, but, um, in the distilling business and, um, he had a couple chads if you've been into 451 spirits and i highly recommend everyone go and go on a tour and look around um chad's got all sorts of mad mad crazy experiments going on if you go, go up and start reading the labels on what's on the barrels um so cheers cheers, cheers. cheers everybody
0: um Oh Nikhil, I didn't I didn't get you. I feel like I need oh to get God. everyone. What are this. you? The father of a 2-year-old? Well, no, we we have the three brain <laughs> you like have the brain trust here, right? <laughs> and I felt like I needed to ensure I touched everyone.
1: So
2: so Chad, tell me if I'm telling this story <laughs> wrong. <laughs> <The father.
0: laughs> wow. I want to edit this episode. <laughs> Chad's like, I "Don't what? think you'll be allowed to." Chad's like, "Why did I agree to this? And how? Why am I sitting
1: next to him?" I've
2: made worse
3: decisions
1: recently.
2: <laughs> um, so we, so, so Chad had a couple, some of the first barrels, I believe, that you, um, laid aside many, many years ago, five, six years ago, in some of these cases. Yep. Um, couple barrels of brandy sitting around, weren't quite sure what to do with them. Chad's got an experimental label, um. But you, know, you, you weren't quite sure, I think, if it was gonna ever wind up you know, getting to that point, getting bottled and happening. Um, and we kind of similarly, it actually, um, funny enough, comes out of making hand sanitizer last year. We were making hand sanitizer during the pandemic out of all sorts of different stuff we could find, you know, beer, um, wine in this case. Um, and if something was coming off the still and it kind of tasted okay, we kind of set aside a couple gallons, you know, put most of it to the to the hand sanitizer cause, but set aside a few gallons, let it age, and just kind of see what happened as an experiment. Uh, and in this case, so we had um, some brandy sitting around, and Chad had some brandy sitting around, and just over drinks one night in the summer of 2021, discovered that we each had. Brandy sitting around that we didn't know what to do with. Oh, so this um, is by,
0: ha- like, happenstance. This was
2: happenstance, kind of set stuff set aside and, and forgotten about, truly the forgotten brandies.
1: So I'm going to go backwards just a little bit for mm-hmm. anyone listening who doesn't know. Um, what makes brandy brandy? I know, but, like, I, I think. That's a good question. How, how nerdy do you want to get? Let's get uh, Let's do so the nerdy. Brandy is Let's get nerdy. Essentially just a
3: distilled fruit spirit. Okay. Uh, if it doesn't have a qualifier, it's going to be grape brandy. Uh, the name comes from Dutch uh, brandewine, which just means burnt wine, from okay. the act of distilling. But yeah, brandy, most times when you see it, uh, it's going to be grape. Okay. It's still grapes.
1: So, um, what's the between brandy and cognac? Uh,
3: cognac has to be in a specific region. Yep. They have different practices with blending and stuff. and More than I can really get in, like... Pull out of the encyclopedia in my head, but <laughs> but basically, like Again, the, how nerdy do
1: you want to get? The, the rough, like <laughs> sort of, and please, I yeah. could be totally wrong, so if I am, all cognac is brandy, but not all brandy exactly. is cognac. The yep, same right. way,
3: all bourbons whiskey, but not all whiskey is bourbon.
1: Right, right. Yep. Um, and and cognac actually is is, is uh, just like champagne in that, like, it has to come from a region. Yep. Mm-hmm. Technically, anything that doesn't come from Champagne, France, is actually just sparkling wine, like yep. that sort okay. of thing. Same idea. Um, so brandy comes from, the larger category comes from any sort of f- distilled fruit. Is that yeah. what you're telling me? Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, so you can you could have apricot brandy, whatever.
3: Yeah. Uh, we do apple brandy as the base for our gin and our absinthe, and we just this past year released some barrel aged apple brandy because we always produce a little bit extra. Um, but yeah, I've tried apricot before. It was weird, but uh, the apricots were questionable (laughs) we we may or may
2: not have uh a little bit of peach brandy sitting around here oh um made from a time in which i hope the statute of limitations
1: is up wow (laughs) yeah because you know that whole you know the funny the funny thing about um you know being an upstanding law-abiding following citizen uh law-following citizen is that um if you don't know this, you can make your own beer in your house. That's totally legal. Um, it turns out it's technically not legal to make your own spirits in your house. Very not legal. Not no. at all, actually. But, um, somehow people end up discovering that they're really good at, um, distilling spirits. Once they gain their license, you, you would, uh,
0: re, well, you, yeah, there's wait. a steep
1: learning curve. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, so just a little, little fun the, fact there.
0: I, I am truly a, a novice at brandy and and I've already made it clear about how he's educated me in in spirits <laughs> what I truly appreciate about this and especially and and I, I hope this is how it's supposed to be this feels like something that would really make me feel good in the colder months um, that are ahead yeah. and with a nice mm-hmm. like sweeter cherry finish to not be as rough as what i imagine some brandies could be and so Mm -hmm. this is really something that makes you feel warm but then treats you right when it goes down
2: a lot of brandies are very uh or you know i I have a little bit of a limited um (laughs) set of experience with brandy as well uh but a lot of the ones i've tried yeah also very kind of over oaked over um astringent and you know not always pleasant we tried to make sure mm-hmm. that as we were blending it and as we were proofing it down, we're picking the
0: right spots to,
2: for the flavor to shine through.
0: Well, this is going to be the first brandy at the uh, Lofi bar at home. <laughs> I'm taking two bottles home, actually. Well, yeah. one, one for me and then one for Joe. Oh, nice. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I'm not going to publicly announce that I'm bringing home a bottle because Kimberly told me after I installed the shelves
0: that... Oh, that you're not allowed to just bring things home. Yeah, I'm going to bring one Does home she know bottle. how yeah. many shelves you installed?
1: Yeah, it's pretty obvious. Put it uh, in the secret yeah. shelf. You don't have <laughs> so, a shelf that <laughs> happened to what, be empty. What we no.
0: failed to tell um, Chad, though, is when we record together and without guests or someone on Zoom... We're in his basement speakeasy with a hundred. Um, I don't know where you at nah, right now. Two hundred bottles. No, I'm probably like
1: 170
0: bottles. Okay. Just a bourbon and and whiskeys. Yeah. That doesn't. That include doesn't
1: include any of other any others. Total spirits in my house is in excess of 200 bottles.
0: I've got
3: probably thousand to two thousand bottles at my place right now. Why aren't we? But where aren't we better
0: friends though. Only like
3: eight labels. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: there you go. <laughs> I um, am trying to pull up a picture so you can see kind of what it looks like. Yeah, we, we built it or
1: I built it behind a um, sliding bookshelf, like literally, it, it, it's
0: a hidden room. That's not the best picture. That's us in matching bathrobes. Because move. are you certain sir- your wife knows the room exists?
1: hundred no, percent okay.
3: on
2: that
1: one. Could've, yeah. Could have. Just started there. Can
3: you put another secret room behind another
1: bookshelf? I think we should a explore that possible in the secret room. Um, at one point, I did have a, a, a hidden stash in the hidden room, um, but now, now we now it's 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 on the up and up. Now it's getting better. We installed some new shelves, and um, actually they were CD cases. Because no one buys CDs anymore. Turns out. It's a way to it's save the money. You can get
2: those for free on Facebook. <laughs> it turns out it's
1: that's like the perfect depth to hold a, a liquor bottle offset just ever so slightly. So yeah. you can.
0: So yeah. I, I have a couple questions um, about yeah. the forgotten Ding. brandies. Would this taste different with a drop of water or ice cube? Does, does that do anything to change uh, the flavor? Absolutely.
3: We did, what, three different proofs when we were trying At to least, yeah. settle in the blend?
2: Uh, um, I think three, probably three proofs to even just find the right range. And then, you know, however many we tried to get in between there. That's, you know, proofing is definitely sort of the the final art form of this. You've, you've done all this work to, to mash well and ferment well and distill and get the flavors you want out. And be very selective in how you're aging something, and then at the end of the day, you can totally mess all that up by releasing it at the wrong proof.
1: Yeah, okay, So, it's a serious question because I don't know the answer is uh, they make like you know, like barrel strength
3: mm-hmm.
1: uh whiskey. Mm-hmm. Is barrel strength brandy a thing, or like
3: no, not really? No, we talked about that when we were mm-hmm. working on the proof, and uh, we settled it's 100, right?
0: Yeah, yeah. 100. Yeah, so um, you high. don't
3: see many brandies above 80 proof, which is kind of the bare minimum. Um, but I know from talking to bartenders that they, some of them would like a higher proof brandy for mixing because by the time you shake it or stir it twice, right. mm-hmm. you're already diluting it. So that was part of the reasoning. Mm-hmm. But we uh, tasted them kind of blind, didn't we, like with the different proofs? Yeah. yeah. And we all just kind of settled.
2: Settled in the, the right range, range and kind yeah. of said,
3: yeah, here, here's where it yeah. should be.
0: What I like about this, too, is... Um, and I didn't do a massive pour just because I wanted to make sure I could actually taste everything else um, during the episode. How's
1: your uh, pour I'm treating you? Healthy. <laughs> healthy <laughs> pour.
0: Um, after just a, a, a couple of sips, I'm definitely picking up more hints of different um, flavors mm-hmm. on, on, like, the swallow. I, I don't know all of the flavors. What mm-hmm. kind of notes have you picked up in your tastes of this? Um, I don't want to get into notes, but I
3: will say it went through what i brought to the table was through three different barrels so started in brand new american oak and then when my smoked whiskey when i was done with one of those barrels i put some of it into one of those for a while okay um and some of it into one of my ex-rum barrels mm. and really? so I was just kind of moving stuff around the yeah. first two years that i had the uh, brandy i made i thought it was a waste of a barrel i was like oh wow is a giant bummer, and then finally, like year three, it started to turn around, and that's why I started moving it around. So, so it's got a lot going on, and I don't even yeah, know. Our, our
2: barrel, uh, that barrel actually had some history. Um, you know, as kind of a young company, we wind up using just once used barrels, and in this case, this uh, this barrel had actually been used a few times. Um, it was originally held, I don't even remember. So this was this may or may not have been a small barrel that again, the statute of limitations is gone, so we're fine but um it was originally um just a, a standard american whiskey sort of barrel that um then may or may not have had um some S- sorghum whiskey, whiskey yeah. um in it
1: uh before before the grape uh grape brandy went into it so what's the if you're allowed to say i don't know what's the split here like what, like is it 60 40 50 50 i mean roughly four to one or five to one it is
2: mostly um a lot of chad's product okay. just because he's yeah been around for longer and this was again ultimately kind of came from a siphoning off of of hand sanitizer efforts for us yeah, um, yeah. so it is it is largely the uh, the chad side of things so it leans toward that five to six year age as opposed to our one and a half year yeah contribution
1: you know, sometimes when people are talking about, particularly like barrel-aged spirits, mm-hmm. there's this misconception that like, oh, like the longer, the longer is better. And and I'm gonna call that complete bullshit. To yeah, be honest with yeah, you, absolutely.
3: I've had extremely over oaked bourbons that were also extremely overpriced. And yeah. Mm-hmm. Bourbon in particular, because it goes into a brand new barrel, around eight to ten years seems like the sweet spot had like yeah. 20 year old bourbons and they're just way too much. Oak. When
2: you see something that's got a, uh, you know, a blend of, Oh, it's got some 21 year bourbon in it. Well, that's, that's because they're trying to get rid of the 21 year bourbon and they're, they're blending a little bit in to make their, um, their good tasting bourbon go further. And then they
1: can charge you more and because, they can charge
2: you more because it's premium and exquisite. Um, I mean, Chad's right. Yeah. Eight, eight to 10 years is the bourbon sweet spot. Anything beyond that starts to get too much oak, um, rye whiskey for us. Um, Four years, it I doesn't age quite as well rye. as yeah, rye rye does better at a young age. Does not age gets too with with the spice kind of flavor from the rye. The
1: content um, gets gets too woody too quickly too, too so harsh. Yeah. On the subject of rye, which is mm-hmm. not what we're drinking, but just now I'm. Um, does it mellow? Does it the longer it sits? Do those spicy notes mellow because of the oak, or do they skyrocket after a while? In our experience,
2: um, I, I would say they were pretty mellow at the beginning and kind of skyrocketed as as our batches that we've got have gotten older and older. It's that you're picking up more and more of the kind of traditional rye, spicy peppercorn sort of flavor compared
1: to what it started with. What's your experience with it? I'm just curious.
3: Um, I've never made proper rye, so... Yeah, my, really. My whiskey is a weird mix because I don't like to do anything the normal way. Yeah, so my I'm down with It's a blend of rye, barley, and oats with some chocolate barley in there. Okay, it doesn't fit anywhere neatly, but yeah, what Joe's saying. Yeah, it's tracks. All
0: right,
3: so you need a little bit of time yeah. in the barrel to mellow, and then it starts to really develop.
0: I, I don't want to rush us, but I would love to try the queen share and jump into what and since queen share is right in front of us could we do that one next Absolutely. and then chen um, jump into what what you brought us is that all right while wow. while we're doing that i know you can't i know what you can't on
1: earth just happened
0: i know you can't pour and do do much wow-pouring. so am functionally useless. Did you, did you, did I could you never a be a
2: bartender. Did you bring oh, a I did. dad joke? I did. It's actually kind of apropos of what we were doing right here. Um, all right, so why is the
0: forklift operator at your distillery always so nice to you? <laughs> is this a joke or a story? No.
1: I, I don't know it's why.
0: Because it's his job to lift your spirits.
1: Ah. Oh, <laughs> I like that. That is good. That's, that is that's good. a good one. My yes, uh, yes, Chad, it is that kind of podcast. My... <laughs> My mom sent me a, um, what was the joke that she sent me? Uh, where does a, where does a, a cow fart from the derriere? Ah. Uh. <laughs> Beautiful. Yeah. Oh, so,
2: uh. Oh, I'm sorry, supposed I didn't to, laugh.
0: I was taking pictures. So
2: so it's supposed to rain, um, I think, tomorrow, Saturday, something like that. The last time we had a big storm, actually, at my house, I was telling you about the kitchen renovation we're undergoing and all that kind of stuff. Well, So I actually had to – the reason we had to stop that is because the last time it stormed, um, we lost about a quarter of our roof, actually. I went outside and oof.
0: (laughs) That's a good one. I like that one. (sighs) That was a that was a good one. I have a joke of the day calendar, and um, they get me every time. I I just and then the bad thing is I have such a short term memory, or I'm just overly tired from trying to keep up with the little guy that I don't remember any of them, which is the worst because it's like, like that's a really good joke. I rip it, throw it away, and then forget what the joke is, and I'm like, damn. What's the point of having the calendar then um, so what what are we what are we drinking here this this is exciting this this is special right this has not been released yet
2: this is special this is uh, yeah um, not released yet um, next month we don't have a November um, for those of you listening online um, we don't have a specific date nailed down yet the 17th but it's sure i've decided <laughs> that works probably <laughs> probably
3: actually that might actually end up being here. actually that <laughs> might
2: be the day that's that's the day after uh my anniversary actually oh so, i you know knew okay that. so okay so this well, is funny. your anniversary so um last week was my wife's birthday oh actually happy birthday um so I, I always struggle with like gifts and it's actually really kind of a struggle because uh we got like her birthday anniversary Christmas kind of all right together it's kind of better than it was because our like dating anniversary was like four days before okay. her birthday so it was always really oh so it's all together so this year I um, kind of yeah, I struggled for a little while but eventually I wound up getting her some um, some beads for her abacus that's you know it's the little things that count
0: I thought this is a real story. And then I was like, here He's comes just here comes boom, the joke. Boom. And, and I've been working Ch- on that all week. Here's Chad sitting next going, Again, why did I why did I agree to come on? Shit. So so what what what, what do we have here that's coming out on November seventeenth, the day after your anniversary? So
2: the Queen Share rum So um and Chad can probably go much deeper on this than I can actually. Um Queen's share rum. So we need to step back and talk about distilling and there's the, uh, about the concept of heads, hearts, and tails. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm. this is the idea. So not alcohol is, not all alcohol is created equal. When you're making beer or wine, that's kind of spread out over such a large volume. There's so much water, so much everything else in it. Um, and other flavor that you don't notice. It's not a problem when we're distilling, we're, we're pulling the alcohol out of the rest of that flavor. Um, kind of concentrating it in a sense. So the problem is that not all alcohol is what you want to drink. Some of it tastes gross. Um, the heads. Some of it's downright poison. Some of it is downright poison. <laughs> so at the beginning of the heads, actually, there's something called the four shots. A lot of that is made up of methanol, which is largely where the idea of going blind from drinking spirits, you know, made in made in the backwoods or something like that comes from. Methanol is an optic nerve poison. Um, then we get into the heads. It's the next portion to come off the still. Kind of this comes off largely kind of sequentially. Um, it's not quite, quite that simple. It sort of blends together depending on what kind of still you have. But the idea um, is that next is the heads. Um, again, not very good to drink, but in the case there's a lot of good flavor compounds in there sometimes so in the case of a brandy or a whiskey you actually get a lot of your flavor from the heads area of the distillation Um, the rest of it though is nasty gross alcohols that um, wind up in when you when you talk to the uh, big massive distillery companies they save that up and sell it and that eventually becomes like industrial floor stripper gross Hmm. stuff don't want to drink it next up's the hearts that's the really good stuff that's the ethanol Unfortunately, in its purest form, there's not a whole lot of flavor in there. It's just kind of sweet, um, ethanol in, in, in pure, pure ethanol. Um, but that's the part you want to drink. That's the non-poisonous, non-everything. Um, then you've got the tail's end of the portion and a lot of flavor compounds, particularly in the case of when you're making rum, um, but also a lot of nasties, um, the most prominent being acetone, nail polish remover. Um, so the art of the distillation is taking these parts and kind of sp- splitting them out, separating them, gathering just the parts you want to keep, and then blending a little bit of those other parts back for flavor. Um, Queen's Share Rum, because we have a very, in a sense, inefficient still, um, there's a lot of what ethanol. What kind of still do you have? So it's called, a, it's called a hybrid still. So it's somewhere in between. This is what you see at most craft distilleries. So on one end, you've got something like a pot still, which is actually what Chad has. Um kind of its simplest form it's literally a pot um, goes up with a head with a with a neck and an arm coming down and goes through some sort of cooling mechanism mm. um, on the other end of the thing you've got the giant bourbon country three-story tall can't reach around it giant stills those are really good at um, uh, get being very efficient and uh, you know cl- getting all of the ethanol out and they cost several million dollars so um, not there yet um, But in our case, the hybrid still, which is kind of somewhere in the middle, can kind of make one side, can kind of make the other, leaves a lot of that ethanol in the heads and the tails. Um, We try to be very efficient about pumping it back into the still and recycling it, but eventually you can only do that so many times. Um, What we wind up doing, saving up in particular the tails from the distillation, from our rum. Um, Again, lots of good flavor compounds, still lots of ethanol left over. Save it up until we've got enough to distill that on its own, enough volume. Do that. It's been kind of mingling together for a few weeks, a few months, depending on what our production schedule looks like. Uh, it's getting everything all blended together and nice. And you redistill it, and what you wind up with is this super flavor forward, dense, rich, oily, but that's not, um, that's maybe not a popular term in describing spirits, but oily sort of um, product. Um, which then we age in used bourbon barrels, um, this first batch is 18 months
0: old. Mm. This this is... I like this one. It feels warm. Uh-huh. And, um, and go, I, ahead. Oh, no, go ahead. No, go ahead. You're going to no. see something much more profound. No, no, no. no I'm, I'm not, not on
3: the bottle. What's that? It feels warm. It feels
2: warm. <laughs> Dad-ass fe- podcast.
0: It feels warm. <laughs> <laughs> no, like...
3: <laughs> i
2: I'll make that to stamp. Yeah, <laughs> just, I want a poster.
0: There's There's... <laughs> There's a lot of things that everyone around the table but me can say about this because I'm not, I'm not in, in the know as much. But what I like about this one, though, is I really feel like this, this drinks like a bourbon, but still has the rum taste. Mm-hmm. And I feel like you could really use this in what would be a stereotypical rum drink, but bring mm-hmm. a little extra heat to it. Absolutely. But then you could do this with a bourbon drink and make it feel, um, taste a little bit like more sweet, mm-hmm. not that this is necessarily sweet, but rum tends to be. So I really feel like this is one, like a utility player, if you would, Sure. Um for, for those that have minimal bars like me, that like, I feel like you could move around in the different recipes and move around. And we haven't, it's interesting, we have not yet had an
2: opportunity even now that it's kind of finally reached that. Uh, age where we want to put it out, and we've kind of decided what proof we want it to be in all these things. We still haven't had an opportunity to really play with it in cocktails or anything like that. Yet. Well,
1: that was going to be my next question. Um, I was going to say the first thing that strikes me—I catch a huge, um, like banana note mm-hmm. off I was of it.
3: Going to mention that too. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: definitely those those uh, typical rum
2: uh, esters that provide a lot of the flavor in barrel aged rums, in particular are much more prominent. In this compared to say our regular rum.
1: So I used going actually way back the way we got connected. I bought your rum mm-hmm. and used it. If you I don't know if you remember this or not. I made a rum liqueur. Yeah. Out of yeah. your yeah. rum. Yeah. yeah. Uh, banana. Right. What was that? Banana liqueur. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah it was a banana liqueur. Um. Because uh, any in personal opinion, um, commercially produced banana liqueur is disgusting. Um. So I literally like mashed up actual like fresh bananas, you know, the whole, did the whole thing, let it sit for a couple of days, turned out really good. And I was like, man, something like that would go really well. I also think something like this would lend itself really nicely to tiki drinks. Oh yeah. Um, the
2: extra, the, the heat, the overproof, we don't have a, we don't currently at least have an overproof rum or anything like that. So yeah, the, the heat coming from it, um, is very popular, very common in tiki drinks. Right? Yeah.
1: Um, but, yeah, that's where I'm, uh, immediately it's, it was banana, cloves, like um, that sort of. Um.
3: Those flavors come through what Joe was talking about with the distilling process. So when you're running the still, you have a whole soup of all these different chemical compounds, and you're just trying to separate them. And the tails are extremely concentrated with all these other things that aren't just ethanol. And by redistilling the tails, you're capturing those, and then they completely interact with the uh, barrel and form new chemical compounds, and that's where you get all those esters mm-hmm. and stuff. Yeah. And so that's why the queen share is kind of a valued thing. Yeah,
1: that's super. I've never had anything like that. That's really cool. I also, I just thought of myself. Um, I should have brought my own forgotten brandy. It's so forgotten that, like.
3: Is it E and uh,
1: No, no, no. I actually did not, because uh, that would not be appropriate. Make my own um, brandy. From a pressure cooker and a five-gallon bucket um, filled with ice and a bunch of copper pipe. Hey. I totally do not have an extreme <laughs> amount of experience what? with this setup. Exactly you may that. or may not find components of
2: that,
3: <laughs> of that, piece in, that? This, in this
1: very building. <laughs> um, it, yeah, I have my own forgotten brandy. You know, I, I feel like I should have brought it. I'll, we I'll, did
2: one of the first, again, statute of limitations, but... Uh, <laughs> One of the first things we did make was we went and bought um, some cheap, cheap, yeah. wine, cheap... Fish, table wine. Yeah, cheap, that, that's exactly so what I did. The grocery you store guys think you're trashy.
3: You know what the first thing I... I know that I d- you've got more. <laughs> but. First thing I ran in my hypothetical uh, pressure cooker still was a case of uh, King Cobra. Nice. <laughs> nice. I cobbled together the still, and I was like, oh, I don't have anything fermented, but I want to make sure it works. Surprising amount of hops and malt liquor that you don't taste it's drinking a 40, huh. but it comes through in the distillation Interesting. process. Interesting.
1: Mm-hmm. My wife was like, Is this safe? And I was like, huh? Yeah, yeah, it's fine as it's like sitting off the gas stove. <laughs> oh, in the house. Oh, yeah, man. <laughs> <Jeez>.
2: We <laughs> may or may not. Have done this out in the garage until I decided that, boy, in February it's too cold and in July it's too hot and we need to upgrade to an electric still.
1: Yeah, well, um, I did it a couple of times and then was like, I definitively think I'm going
0: to blow up the house if I continue. <laughs> and he's got the world's worst luck.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's true. So it's true. Um, the still did finally kick the bucket, and, though, unfortunately. And so
0: for, for your queen's share... Coming out on November 17th, maybe-ish. Yeah. It's the as, day after as, his anniversary. As per we someone outside underneath. of the business. Um, but now that could t- potentially be the date. This will be available here at the store.
2: And here exclusively. This is definitely a distillery-only release. We only have one barrel we're putting out right now um, because that's all that's ready. Um, we do have, in total, I think we've got maybe eight yeah barrels going now of this yeah. um
0: Potentially most
2: of which is in bourbon barrels we did have a few other sort of experiments that we've got going we put some in a um rye barrel in a rye barrel we put some in i thought we had one other one. Oh, we were going to put
0: it in the beer finished barrel
2: the beer finishing barrel yep. yeah um so we've got some kind of ideas different ways to finish it and make it interesting and play with it
0: yeah well, this this is absolutely um, amazing, and thank you for sharing it with us uh, here on this episode. Um, God, I'm thirsty. <laughs> yeah, I and I'm 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 anxious <laughs> to see I'm anxious to see what Derek's gonna do. Um, well, I'm gonna hold off. I'm, I'm if if we do a, a speed round at the end, I'm there gonna come go. back. I'm trying to save some room for. Um, I think I see some dear Johnny and some other spirits, mm-hmm. but November. We're looking mid, looking um,
2: looking mid look November, definitely before Thanksgiving. I
0: just said November and then went December. Did you hear that?
2: Did no. You, did you catch no, it in the air? I anyway,
0: don't. Um, with with that being said, this is going to be something I'm excited to see what Derek's going to do mm-hmm. um, with the menus here.
2: We'll have to see how much of it makes it onto the menu. This um, just well, that's because there are too there's limited. There are some limited. We'll definitely have some behind the bar for them to play with. I don't know if it'll make the menu. Um, you know, it it is we're we're not quite sure how mm-hmm. much we're going to get out of it yet. We don't can't see inside the barrel. We don't know. Yeah. We're expecting somewhere between 200 and 250 bottles, um, in particular because we don't proof this down very far from the bottle uh, or from the barrel proof. Um, and it is going to be our first kind of premium product. It re- it's going to retail for 70 bucks. Um, yeah, which is it, is kind of a big step a big leap for us for
1: sure um so it's you know kind of kind of a gamble but we're excited to go for it well yeah but i think the important thing like you telling how it's made also it's not like you've picked that like out of a hat and you're like you know what i just feel like overcharging mm-hmm. people here like let's make a bunch of money like right. that's actually not at all like that takes a lot of time it takes uh you know uh, um a, a lot of of tails. it sounds mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. so like it's There's many a reason for- one one
2: barrel comes from an entire, you know, quote unquote season of rum making. You know, it's, it's many, many, many rum distillations winds up. I think, mean, well, I think it times up perfectly. We, I think, we've got eight barrels of Queen Share, and I think we're on our eighth batch of rum, roughly. Right. So, yeah. you know, a whole batch of rum, which is which is weeks and weeks of production for us, um,
1: can can yet net one one oh. barrel of Queen Share at the most. Not not the same, but it, it reminds me. Um, I also big beer drinker and stuff. Um, are you familiar with what lupulin is? Oh
3: yeah, yep.
1: Do you know what lupulin is? Yeah, the, it's familiar, but <sighs> it's it's a very and I'm gonna probably butcher it, but basically it's like a small um, inner portion of the hops is is my oh, understanding. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and there is a it takes a lot of hops to get enough lupulin mm-hmm. to to add in with beer. Mm-hmm. It kind of adds like a. I don't know, like a sweet tart, almost, kind of, in my opinion, um, flavor. I mean, everyone's palate's different. Um, so that's what it, that's how it hits my palate, is, um, is that. Um, but it requires a lot of product... Right, to get there. To get sure. there. Um, and so it just kind of, that was like a... Um, so if you've never tried Connection any there, beer yeah. with lupulin, you should... Um, I'm a fan. It, it had a, nice. it, I thought it was going to have a moment... But then it didn't. I was kind of sad about That's it. That's probably why it's very to me.
3: an actual thing called a Lupulin Threshold, because uh, Lupulin's in any, like, hoppy beer. Um, and when people first get into craft beer, a lot of them like the really strong IPAs because it's a big, bold flavor. And mm-hmm. you're like, oh, I can taste so many things. And then you know, over time, you want more and more bitter and more and more bitter, and so you start getting more and more extreme. And then eventually you're kind of like, oh, maybe something a little milder. And you start appreciating the flavors in, mm-hmm. like, a more mild beer.
1: Yeah, yeah.
3: Beer. Um, you're like I know a scientist. when I got into craft beer, I <laughs>
1: love. The, he's the, the mad, mad scientist, scientist. Yeah. of Columbus yeah. distilling. Ones? Yeah,
3: um, yeah. And then it took me forever to appreciate, like, a lighter Belgian beer. And then now the way you really judge, like, a craft brewery is, like, try their Pilsner or, like, yeah. their light lager.
1: <laughs> we beer. were just, a, well, not just. Last time we were, one of the times we were up at uh, Fathead's mm-hmm. Brewing. Um, we were talking to uh, Ty and uh, Kelly, mm-hmm. and they actually said the exact same thing. Yeah. What, you know, it's you, super easy. I still
3: love the big, giant beers. Yeah, 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 for but sure. But I have a much bigger appreciation for, like, the things are Well, you can't relevant. hide it, hide yeah. it right? Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. if
1: you don't know what you're doing and you make a pilsner, and it, pardon my language is going to taste like shit, then it's going to taste like shit. Like, yeah. there's no way around it. But, like... <laughs> That's why we can't have nice things. So, oh, we don't hear it I, I, I see... We're sitting at a in, pallet table. We're in, sitting at a pallet in table front of, on a In front wheel.
0: of Chad, I see a whiskey and a gin. And then we'll come back to that. Yeah. Well, There's actually three things. There's another oh. whiskey. Oh, jeez. I didn't see that. Sorry. Um, so walk us through... First off, there's a mad scientist there, and you are like a cocktail spirits like scientist it sounds like as as the outsider at the table
3: I, i'm a little You're, like booze rain man <laughs>
0: oh yeah you should put that on the website that should be your business card that, that should be your title <laughs> i change love that change the
2: distillery name go
0: yeah <laughs> so what 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 would you like to um to walk us through
3: our We've been talking about, like, limited and one-off stuff, so I'll do the uh, Rice Whiskey. It's one of our experimental series. I love playing around, and so we have this whole line with the mad scientist. That's, that's me on there, by the way. Um, oh, limited is. things, where it's, like, like single batches that we probably won't ever make again. This came about, uh, there used to be a company, Karate Cowboy, that did sake spirits. Yes. And um, they decided to close up shop, and they still had a lot of sake laying around, and... Guy hit me up. He's like, "Hey, we have several totes of sake. I know you like to play around. Do you want it?" It's like, "Yeah, of course I do. (laughs) Like, I've not done. I did rice once before in a very small batch. And so we took that barrel aged it. Uh, This is an X whiskey. I've got a couple more barrels laid down in X wine and X rum and stuff. Um, But I'll let you guys pour it, see what you think. It is cash strength. Yes. And there's like (laughs) five, maybe six more." Cases at the shop, and then
1: that batch is gone forever. So, I'm gonna need to stop by and get a bottle. The
3: stuff like this is why I wanted to start up a distillery. Like, I make all of our regular lineup stuff that we distribute, but I wanna play around and keep creating new Mm -hmm. things.
2: Yeah, go ahead. I'll Mm -hmm. say, that's like we, I mean, we kinda talked about earlier, you know, uh, the reality of distilling, and as as fun, as wonderful as it is, um, you get tired of making the same things over and over. That's what you need to do to keep your kinda core lineup going into to actually i mean the reality is you have to do some of that to be in business well, yeah, it's um, still but, a business but the, but the fun side of it you know that's that's what we got into it for
1: uh,
0: start to finish very like a very balanced taste and it reminds me of something and i need to drink more to get there i'm
3: curious if anyone else tastes like the main flavor note that i get from it uh, so I'll let you guys all have a sip first. I've had this before, yeah. but
2: this time I'm picking up um, uh, like like mint. What's the, oh my gosh, the Girl Scout. Oh, thin thins? mints? Thin mints. I'm picking up thin mints. Yeah? A little
3: bit of mint, a little bit of chocolate on the nose. I haven't tasted it, but. i we'll definitely get a little bit of chocolate.
2: In the I was going
0: to say, I get chocolate.
3: Chocolate was the thing that surprised me the most, yeah. being rice, I expected it to be like lighter and more like floral, and it has like a dry like kind of cocoa powder yeah, yeah, going on yeah.
1: yeah um I at home um just playing around, did um a sesame infused whiskey mm-hmm.
3: right
1: and I would love to know what a, what that would how that would go with this.
0: I I love though start start to finish on this one, especially for those listening who aren't necessarily um whiskey drinkers. This doesn't really hit you in the face at any point. Yeah. From the first sip to when you swallow. And it definitely does have that more full flavor of different things. And I'm I'm picking up something else. I don't know what it is. And maybe it's just me trying to say something smart. Um, to to fit in with you guys, but I definitely am picking up that chocolate, and maybe that's that bite that takes away what some non like whiskey drinkers get turned off by no. from whiskeys. Well, I so mean, I, there's I,
1: definitely I, plenty of bite to it, and I don't mean that in a bad way because it's it yeah. it's barrel
0: proof. Yeah, so it's 118 like, yeah, proof. Yeah. yeah, right. No, no, it's it's strong, but like I don't think it like you know some some whiskeys when you drink it it like comes back up when you swallow. And yeah, like, it's sharp. Mm, there it is. But heat, like this doesn't. Yeah. This doesn't really come up, you know. i are not going to blow out fire or anything. A
3: big part of um, everything I make because we're making it all in the same uh, pot still. Uh, the shape of the still has a huge impact on the flavor, and we're mm-hmm. capturing a lot of the oils from our base material, and that gives it like a thicker kind of mouthfeel that gives you like perceived smoothness mm-hmm. um, and kind of cuts down through that.
2: sharpness. And that place. might be where some of the um, sesame comes in. We used sesame when we were making our Geneva. Um, that that is one of the final things in it. Um, but when we were working on it, we kind of made tinctures of each of the things we were working on. And that was the thing we noted in particular from from the sesame tincture was um, the kind of oily body mouth feel to it.
1: Yeah, it, it coats your mouth. It mm-hmm. it sticks around a little bit. You know what else I wonder um, is I'd be very curious, and I'm I don't I'm not paying attention, but now now I'm, I am. So, yeah. like don't make it weird, but I'd be curious to know. Um, the process that you actually go through when you um, drink, because um, that can actually have like a, an impact on this. Mm-hmm. So, if you drink and then immediately are exhaling, you're actually pushing out a lot of those mm. um, like bitey like alcohol esters, mm-hmm. yeah. Out um, versus if you drink and inhale, then you'll feel that burn. I just um, dis- and. Nice going. Yeah, careful, Derek. Yeah, that was a real quiet entry the fan, and exit. The fan, the fan, that was our
0: nice thing. The yeah. fan jumped the, out at the him. One the, the one He's the victim. one Does this thing. smell, and, and I am not a, a sound scotch drinker, but does it, hmm. it kind of reminds hmm. me smell-wise of a scotch. Sure. Or am I far off on that note? No. I mean, um, now
3: that
1: you say it. I mean,
3: they're, they're both single-grain whiskeys. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. if you're talking single malt, it's just 100% malted barley. This is 100% rice.
1: It's whatever you taste, to be honest and with this you. This was
3: in a used barrel, right? Which yeah, is used barrel. So used also, barrel, so. yeah. So,
2: I mean, I think hmm. Matt, you bring up a good point, just kind of in terms of tasting and everything. You know, it, when you when you read tasting notes or things like that, you know, there's no. It's we no might right be talking about it. There's no right or wrong. It's about right. what you've experienced before. I mean, I'm over here saying I'm like, hey, it's good, and I'm over here on Chad's website looking up the tasting notes to tell you that I think
0: it tastes like a thin mint, but. Oh, you know, I thought it's kind of everybody's podcasts over there or something. I love some, some other quality podcasts. We should be on.
3: <laughs> when I worked at uh, I worked at Wyland's in the liquor department for five years, and we actually took notes. Like the rest of the store thought we just drank all day, which to some degree, yeah. But we were actually taking notes, and one of the best things I ever heard uh, was just read the first three descriptors because everything after that is bullshit.
1: Yeah, yeah, uh, <laughs>
3: and because it's, it's they're whiskey writers that get paid to write, um, but we would like right stuff and then we'd also find like kind of a weird thing that like not everyone could pick up on and we'd wait for people to taste like guess during tastings and then feed it to them and they'd be like oh yeah and sometimes it was not true we're like no no
1: no i i think um that to me like what we're doing right now is the reason that i have as much whiskey in my house as i do because i like to have somebody over whether you're somebody who drinks a lot of whiskey or you know you're not into spirits or whatever um the speakeasy that i have doesn't have a tv um it does have uh music but other than that it's, it's got a place for you to sit a place for you to drink um and a place for you to talk like that's it yeah. and so it, like the fun of this to me is like Getting together with some friends and being like, well, like, what do you taste and what do you taste? And, like, that's the fun in that, like, nobody's wrong, right? Like, Mm -hmm. just because I can't taste what you taste doesn't make, like, either one of us right or wrong. Because really what you're doing from a, like, a scientific standpoint, your brain is... Taking that input in and it's just matching it to some forms of memory. That's exactly that's all it is. Absolutely. That's what I love about
3: yeah. spirits uh, because they just trigger memories and everyone has those different memories. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I would read spirit reviews, like I read a lot of whiskey reviews, and most of those writers are from the UK, and they'd reference something, and I'm like, I don't know what that is. Uh, yeah, yeah. So I would seek out what they were referencing so I could taste it. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Actually, that's a. um, I'd never really thought about encouraging somebody to do that, but um, like reading a a tasting note, and if there's something in there that you're like, I don't know what that is, just try and seek that single in like, like taste out, and then you can be like, oh, like now I know. And that's actually just how you expand your palate um, is just continually trying things and those sorts of things. Um, That's the that's the kind of fun of all. Also um that's can be and i think i mean i don't i don't know you that well but like i you give off a, a vibe that that might be part of the fun of making a spirit cuz um the only word i can think of is not appropriate for our platform um but i was going to say like a mind blank on someone where like it looks like something and tastes like something else or like you know like you can just yeah. totally mess with somebody and like that's the fun and the sort of magic yeah. that it that happens there. Um
0: mm-hmm. so I I I truly like this. Mm-hmm. And and next time I do any kind of tasting notes with people, I'm just gonna make things up. <laughs> I taste <laughs> dill totally pickle. Can. Yeah. Dill Dil
3: pickle is Dil- a thing in uh, MGP Rise that's like notorious. Oh. Um oh, here see? I was trying to be Some, funny.
2: Somebody said that for our in Geneva room yeah, they yeah, tested sure. it yesterday. That's because it has an immense amount of dill in it, but
0: <laughs> it actually wow. has dill.
2: Unless yeah. uh, lots rice. of dill—that's what gives it wow. its color. Have to come in up fact, with something else.
0: <laughs> really, yeah. this reminds me of high school Bosco sticks. <laughs> 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 I don't know. We call them cheesy dippers. But one of no.
3: my uh, one of my favorite things during tastings was uh, Necco wafers. I would eat yeah. a lot. Oh yeah. And a lot of people are like, "What the hell is a Necco wafer?" <laughs> Wait, my, they're their, just, like wax paper things your grandma eats. When you're yeah. like, this I work one? in a grocery oh, store. Oh no, nothing that. Uh, it came up a lot in
1: beer tastings, which oh.
3: is kind of similar to like the sweet type thing you talked about. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's a little bit different.
1: It's the but, chalky yeah. kind of. Yeah.
3: Very chalky.
1: Not my jam. Yeah. yeah. Um, Ooh, and, you I know, like while I'm process. sitting here with people that could actually make this happen, I say this fully admitting that I think this flavor is absolutely disgusting and shouldn't exist, but admitting that I also f- think it would be kind of fun. I th- feel like somebody here needs to make, like, a candy corn spirit.
3: I <laughs> I ran candy corn in my uh, lab sit- Of course you did. Course did. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was just for an Instagram video. Yeah. I was like, someone had to do it. and <laughs> Somebody responded like, no, they didn't. Yeah. <laughs> turns <pretty> out, no. <laughs> candy corn is delightful. Yeah. First of all, yeah.
2: okay, candy corn gets a really bad rap. Because fact, it's disgusting. For the fact that trashy circus peanuts still exist. Let's be honest. <laughs> that, let's target one thing at a time here.
3: Uh, with, with candy corn, you got to get a good vintage. It, That's every, the important thing. It, it, it's true. <laughs> it, 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 it's true. It,
2: what was the Lewis Black joke? All the candy corn in the world was yeah. made in 1918.
1: Exactly, <laughs> <laughs> and they realized and what they a terrible mistake <laughs> that was. Never made it again, and now they're and they just, just still they're just trying just to get still rid of it, trying to sell it.
0: Yep, I can't tell you the last time I had candy corn.
2: Oh gosh,
0: it's nope. not uh, good.
2: about an hour before I got in here. I Joe's wedding. Are you my serious? Last time. Candy corn and uh it out? Candy corn and peanuts is the way to go. He had oh, that at his mixed wedding. The two. I'm okay, sorry, that was our favorite. So,
1: um, poor man's um, like candy bar. You can take and mix peanuts, um, candy corn, and cover in chocolate. It'll turn out like some like kind of Do you eat this of, in a bowl? I don't, I I w- I don't would. eat any of it because that's disgusting because it has candy corn, right? I'm willing to. I will report back um, the next time we record. <laughs> I still will find it to be disgusting.
0: All right. So I we have a couple more to go through. And I'm very excited to try because I haven't tried gin in a while. All right. But what I'm excited about is and and I did not read about this on your website. And so I'm glad it's I'm glad you, you have it here. It's good stuff. Mm-hmm. Tell us about this.
3: Uh, gin, cool thing about gin, uh, the name comes from the Dutch word for juniper, which is genever, which that's me. Geneva, which, you guys make. Geneva, mm-hmm. which is kind of the precursor to gin. Awesome too. I'm really happy with the artwork. I went back and forth with uh, our label guy on that. Um, clawfoot like a clawfoot bathtub. Prohibition. Just kind of want to tie. Bathtub it gin. Yeah, bathtub mm-hmm. gin. Yep. Um, but other than having to be predominantly juniper flavored, you can pretty much do whatever else you want with it. Uh, so mine is apple brandy for the base, uh, juniper of course, and then uh, rosemary and bailey for the two big flavors after that. All right. I spent a year tinkering with the recipe. Um, I knew the flavor profile I wanted. I wanted it kind of earthy and woodsy. Mm-hmm. And I didn't want to make another just normal dry gin. I'm like, if you want Bombay, just buy Bombay. It's, a, it's already there for you. It already exists. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's all these flavor profiles. And with gin, if you like gin, you could have... 20, 30, 50 gins on your shelf that are all gonna taste completely different. Yeah, my
1: wife does. Yeah. That's the that her spirit of choice is gin.
3: Certain work for certain cocktails, other ones you're gonna mix with something different. Mm-hmm. And but yeah, it took me a year to come up with a recipe for that, despite knowing the flavor I wanted.
1: Um, That's very refreshing. That, that was an
2: experience we had too when we were working on our with the Geneva was um, boy, did not expect um, but should have known, but it's hard so working with the botanicals because you can tinker and tinker and tinker till you're crazy, and at some point yeah. you just kind of have to to sort of stop on it and, yeah. and be happy and, and be willing to accept that you know the next the next batch is the one where you're going to correct the thing.
3: That's what, I understand why so many uh, small distillers resort to just buying bulk made gin. They're like, Oh well that one sells, so here's New Amsterdam under a different label, mm-hmm. like. But
1: you know and and then eventually you find yourself with a bunch of you know not quite what you expected bottles you mix it all together and you put it into a ooh, bottle and you label it fifty seven an wrongs and an
2: infinity you hand bottle. it to your friends that's true we that. <laughs> uh, yeah <laughs> you're talking about the the concept though of roughly of the infinity yeah, bottle yeah absolutely Infin- An infinity yeah. bottle with gin would be very oh, interesting. i have,
1: i have an infinity bottle for whiskey i have a, I have a rye whiskey infinity bottle um i don't even i don't even differentiate. <laughs> Rye, so probably uh, scotch, more, more sane on you. Yeah, yeah, just
3: that's what happened to my infinity bottle, and then eventually just went away. I was mm. like, this is not working out anymore. <laughs> Sometimes you have to start fresh.
2: Yeah.
0: I, I promise I was listening, but I was also trying to think of things that sounded um, profound of what I tasted on the um, notes when I it when, like, tastes had my like first
2: the porcelain from the bottom underside portion. Of an of an 1873 vintage exactly. bathtub. That's uh, the see. That's I was trying. That's to, what I
0: was going for. I was nice, thinking of something. Right? But what what did you say you started this with?
3: Uh, apple brand is the base spirit. Yeah, okay. So most gin starts off with just uh, neutral grain spirit. Vodka. Yeah, vodka. vodka. Um, and then you add your botanicals. I wanted something with a little more body, and uh, apple gives you like a little bit of more body and sweetness. Um, not sweetness per se. But flavor Well not or sugary It's just like an additional Not botanical. sugary
2: sweetness yeah, not sugary, But like yeah. 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 But it's, tre-
3: Treating the apple
2: As another botanical When I mean.
0: we mm-hmm. When we come back Because we're We're on that little Sabbatical right now um, Through the end of the year You need to Do A cocktail With that I feel like that That's a utility Like That's a spirit That could really Just take Different Like your cocktail game In different directions. Yeah, we
1: have a bottle at home. Um, That's like a, what I would call, a like staple gin in terms of, like you can drink it by itself. You can mix it with with different things. Like it's just a good thing to. And I'm not saying that because you're sitting here. Like it's just the honest, goodness, truth. Like it's versatile. It's it's a very (laughs) versatile thing. um, Especially
0: if you're a non-gin drinker. Well, to be honest with you. That gin would be better than going with something lesser that folks have consumed too much of in college and ruined. Right, gin like that.
3: I get a lot of people that 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 should be
0: a staple in a bar.
3: I get a lot of people that are like, I don't like gin, and they end up liking ours. Mm -hmm. I also get like these old old men that are like, that's not real gin, and I'm like, it is. Trust me, (laughs) I I know the regulations. I know Mm -hmm. what qualifies as gin but yeah. because it doesn't taste like beef eater or Bombay. Mm-hmm. Uh,
2: the craft spirits movement in particular, I've kind of found gin to be one of the things that has um, come from that and, and changed the most from it. Um, yeah. you, you know, everybody's making whiskeys, everybody's making other things, and, and a lot of the bigger companies make wonderful versions of those things. Um, gin is one of those things where there's definitely a set of people who like it the, the way the big companies make it, and they're kind of locked in um oh. and the rest of the world doesn't like it and is kind of getting into gin because they're discovering it's more than that.
1: Yeah, it, it gin to me. Mm. So like right now we're in a huge like brown spirit whiskey mm. sort of like and have been for a while like r- sort of revitalization because there for a while like you're talking like 40 50 years ago like Whiskey kind of like fell out of fashion mm-hmm. for a oh, while, mm-hmm. yep. um, uh, and now whiskey's having its its sort of moment in the sun again. Um, and what's what's interesting to me, and, and I'm somebody who has you know 170 ish bottles of uh, different bottles Part of, of whiskey. The problem? <laughs> well, yes, um, but at the same time, like you could very no one does except for my wife. Um, But for the most part, nobody collects gin. But really, like it's a spirit that, like, from a if you're collecting it from like craft places, that yeah. you're gonna catch like wild. I don't know. It Whiskey's a, almost like a red wine sort of situation yeah. for me, where like you like you know f- to somebody who maybe doesn't have a, a big like breadth of palate, it there's a lot of similarity to it, right? You got to mm-hmm. kind of like hunt for those nuances. But I'm telling you, gin, you can, like, this in comparison, and I'm just thinking, you know, you guys make Geneva, but you don't, you know, you don't make gin. So, I'm I'm thinking of your neighbor just across the street, almost, of of High Bank. Um, Both gin. Completely different. like, worlds apart.
3: When I was coming out with this, uh, Middle West was getting ready to launch um, Vim and Pedal. Yeah. And I was like, if they come out with something in a similar flavor profile, I'm going to be so upset because I'm going to have to start over because I don't want to put out a... similar product and theirs was not. And I was like, all right, yours is good. Mine's good. They're completely different. Uh, Gin is limitless flavor wise. And as you were saying, like compared to like bourbon, because of the regulations to make bourbon, it's a pretty narrow window of flavor. Right. I love it. uh, That's one reason I don't make bourbon. I'm like, uh, Kentucky's got it pretty well covered and there's other bourbon makers here in town. And I'm like, I don't need to make bourbon. I
1: I think that's why I've started to really um, enjoy rye. Is there it, it, There can be just like pop I don't know like pops of color You know what I mean yeah. Like The
3: first time I had rye Was uh, Wild Turkey uh, 101 rye mm-hmm. And I felt really bad Because I felt like I was cheating on bourbon
1: Because <laughs> bourbon was my first love And I was like
3: Oh hey <laughs> yeah. How are have you, you <laughs> read, Have you ever read
1: Peerless? Peerless uh, rye yeah, I think so Yeah That's one of my It's good it is it, it's, it's pricey it's you know uh, it is pricey you're yeah, looking right. like it 90 80 90, 90
3: somewhere you know, it. we're some uh, we're bringing bottles i
1: should have you're right you're right sorry not all of us you know have 2000 bottles most of which are all the same label but whatever bottles <laughs> amateur <Yeah.
0: laughs> so i have nothing to add to that <laughs> 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 i barely had a bar before the pandemic and then teething happened, and then a podcast started. Or No, no, the podcast started, teething happened, Sean came on board, and then I started to grow from there. Is, is the bar to fix the teething, dabbing some whiskey yes, and, in the back? And, and, and the more the teething happened and the more I put on my gums, the better I felt <laughs> during teething. It was, it was priceless. That was not in the dad books. Um, I want to try that. From the artwork to the color... To just the fact that it's been staring at me, dear Johnny is 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 speaking to me.
3: There you go. Uh, that's why I started the distillery up. Um, I, I just I wanted to create like a
0: oh the artwork. I'm sorry, I don't artwork. I don't mean to interrupt I, oh, you oh, no. again, but You're the not. artwork just makes me. Um, so do you remember? Um, it was with uh, a of and Nick Offerman mm-hmm. um, just sipping bourbon by like a fire. And oh, then it's like like the log of, log of there's ruling.
2: like the, the Yule Logs, one, the, yeah. and then there's the Darth Vader Yule log. Yeah. You can watch and Darth Vader burn for eight
0: hours. And and so when I thing. was like home alone during the pandemic, I sipped your rye actually, and it was with with Tuckerman, our son, and he was sipping a bottle. <laughs> he loved it, and we would just straight, his <laughs> bottle. <we> would, <laughs> his own bottle of rye, and we were sitting in front of a crackling fire and would just toast and then we eventually just said cheers because there was so much like hate and everything going on mm-hmm. right and it was great but that's not the story the story is looking at this fire just makes me think of everything that we're about to like go through in winter mm-hmm. here in Ohio and i'm i'm embarrassed to say i've not tried this but i'm like i've been eyeing it the, the entire time so i apologize so the label has changed too that's
3: the second label uh, and also, you mentioned Lagavulin. Our still is actually modeled after Lagavulin. like so Really? That's, definitely an inspiration that's the for. only
0: scotch I've ever had and have ever owned. Uh,
3: but yeah, that label kind of flies in the face of what I talk about, where I'm always railing against like, new companies putting out these old-timey-looking labels. And oh. because we use smoked apples in it, the original label is just a picture of Johnny Avilseed, um, kind of candy apple red and green, and nobody understood what it was supposed to taste like. If they liked crown apple, they would pick it up and hate it. And if they liked a smoky whiskey like Lagavulin, they would not even pick it up.
2: Mm
1: -hmm.
3: So I was like, all right, we have to kind of lead a horse to water and give him kind of an old-timey thing. We have a visitor bringing a bottle I'm very curious about. What is this? Is that by Joe? Come
1: here. It it's, uh, it's, it's a three-penis three wine. Penis wine. <laughs> oh. oh. oh can, I need
0: you to come say that into the microphone here. We're, we're <laughs> Derek's leaving. <laughs> it's called a, a three-penis penis wine. Hmm. I, I picked up apple um, before you even said it, just yeah. like kind of smelling. And Not, it has is that a f- cancer, cancer
3: Joe? like a apple peel kind of? Yeah. <laughs> oh. I'm not
0: going to go there. Ooh, and 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 the like smoked finish really like ties it all together. So this this one in particular, I think is
2: because you've handed it to me. I put Um, it right in front of you. It was right in front of you. You can lead a horse to water. So I think this one in particular, your process for making it is interesting.
3: Yeah. 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 Tell us about that. I wanted to do a smoky whiskey, um, but I wanted to do a smoky American style whiskey. I love smoky Scotch, but I have always lived here. I grew up in the middle of Ohio. When I think smoky, I don't think burning peat logs. I think campfire. I think mm-hmm. barbecue. I think wood burning stove. With my grandparents. Yeah. Okay,
1: I don't want to interrupt your story, but I'm going to. Um, just for clarity's sake, when you say an American style, like what are the hallmarks of that for people that are listening? Generally, more full bodied. Okay. Uh, so bourbon is obviously the
3: American spirit, American whiskey. Um, so we do incorporate brand-new barrels into that, uh, which gives you a bigger, fuller flavor. Um, and then there are spicy notes from the rye. Uh, okay. Rye came about when people moved here from Europe, and they wanted to make more, like, Scottish or Irish-style whiskey, um, and then found out that rye and corn grew better than barley did. They switched their crops and made whiskey that way. Um, so that. But I also love, like, I'm a pot still snob. I love single <laughs> malt
0: can can I just say, and I was half listening um, because I was taking pictures of, of all these bottles. When I first smelled this, I did smell apples before you said apples. But my initial thought was campfires. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, I don't know. And, and, and I know you had said when you were thinking about Ohio and, and, and camping. Like, this takes me back to camping down at um, <gasps> Zaleski. Like, this... Mm. <laughs> This just, just with, the with smell the interesting, alone brings the, it back to this is a sippable, mm-hmm. warm beverage, smooth start to finish around a fire. Like, I, I, I've never even it's, drank this around a fire, and I'm thinking about the good times I've had around a campfire.
3: Yeah.
2: And that's, yeah, that's, again, the kind of the, the magic of spirits and bringing back those smells. I mean, I, I, I smell this, taste this, and it takes me back to my grandparents' cabin on the lake no air conditioning, no heat, no anything. So it's kind of it's kind of that campfire smoke but like a musty mm-hmm. sort of smell to it and a lot of you know just earth and just the all the leaves and the trees around yeah. you. It's not not just the campfire, but all that blending together. So
1: where this very much has a, a s- still has a I can I would tell you if you like scotch, you should try this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But for me where what it doesn't hit um is and i don't mean in a bad way just like the, f- the flavor doesn't hit for me um sometimes there's like this like iodine like medicinal sort of piece to scotch yeah and that is not there not there and i think that's probably mm-hmm. because of yeah. the, the lack of peat and it's, again like trying to make it american
3: um, I've had people tell me before, like, oh, it doesn't taste smoky. And I'm like, it doesn't taste peaty. There's a difference. The only right. smoke you've encountered in a spirit is tasting scotch. And it does have that, like, iodine, medicinal sea spray thing going on, which I love.
1: Oh, I love it. Yeah.
3: Sadly, there's no water anywhere around here. Mm-hmm. So yeah.
1: <laughs> so, um, so you be- like scotch? What's that? You, I love
3: scotch. I didn't like scotch when I first had it because it just tasted like a super weak bourbon because I had like one of it. Yeah. Um, and then I discovered Isla's and it's was like, oh, yeah. all oh right, okay. So
1: tell me about your, t- tell me t- one of your top Isla. With, uh, uh bag, Corey Vrecken.
3: Nice. Uh, Putting a uh, French oak cast. Okay. Uh, and apparently they cut it with some more like ex-bourbon because they thought all French oak was too intense and I was like, I, I want the all French oak, please.
1: Okay. Um I have so this is a, a a blended scotch, but like huge on like the pd like what it's in its name have you ever had peat monster by mm-hmm. compass box yeah thoughts on that It's good I like Peat yeah. monster a lot yeah.
3: uh, I first had it um before it was available here I had a friend bring it back
1: overseas. yeah but some people turn their nose up at it because it's just a it's just it's a blended scotch blends get a terrible name yeah, in the us right mm-hmm. so in Why? Scotland. So many whiskeys
3: are blended and they source from the different single malts and they blend in their grain whiskeys and they're creating these really cool things. In America, when you hear blend, there's 20% bourbon and then the rest is neutral grain spirit. And so it's a completely different monster. Uh, Canadian whiskey has a really unique blending process. Some of them blend all the grain or distill all the grains separately, age Mm -hmm. them in different types of oak, and then blend them. That's a whole other rabbit hole. Yeah, I actually have
1: started to enjoy some Canadian whiskey and, and, mm-hmm. and exploring around with some of those It's tough
3: of... as an American to appreciate the nuance. Yeah. I'm like, no, I want big, bold, mm-hmm. stupid flavors to beat me over the head.
1: Yeah, so for those that aren't familiar, um, scotch has, like, a whole, like, vocabulary that makes, like, no sense to unless mm-hmm. you, like, know what mm-hmm. they're talking about. So single malt scotch... Scotch means it was made in Scotland. Malt means that it came from one single grain, Um, and then the single part means that it came from one single distillery. Mm -hmm. Um, So, but some people think single malt Scotch means that it was like a singular malt, Mm -hmm. and and so it's just like you have to know the sort of vocabulary or single barrel
3: because or a single barrel,
1: yeah. Like there is like a a lot to that, Um, but. So, like, you have to know the vocabulary of it, but you're right. Blended scotch gets this like terrible name, but there's some really good stuff. And, and you know what's really interesting to me, too, is that people will simultaneously be um, like snobbish about it, but then also enjoy things like Johnny Walker. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, uh, hold on a minute it's here. Quintessential blended scotch. Right, right. But like, anybody would be like, oh, Johnny Walker Blue. I'm like well but like you just like <laughs> because oh I have money right I Do you love know what this. I mean though like I finally got to try
3: it and I was so underwhelmed yeah I, mean, I was like, mm. can I say black please yeah
0: so on on the topic though of trying it because I can't wait any longer I am not you want the penis whiskey? I do. <laughs> I want three penises. Is that what Derek <laughs> said? Three? That's what he said. Three you know, penis.
2: three penis wine. And it, yeah. is that
0: in Japanese? I think it's Chinese. Chinese? Yeah. Um, I got it from Chinatown. So. Oh, did you really? Okay. okay. Um, By Derek's uh, request. To, to, to go off, though, of things to try, I am not able, and you know this because I was blowing up your inbox, I am not able to go to the Ohio Distillery Guild Event? Did you tell him
1: no? If you told him you'd give him a bottle, I will straight up break a glass and cut your throat. At
0: at first, I was not. (laughs) Because you want one? I was. not. I asked, and you were like, "I was not approved. I was not approved for a bottle." There's a a, when we're paying, you know, fifty dollars a box of size five diapers. There is a certain budget. That's fair. And then I got approved after I got on my knees and started just begging. And we have a bottle of the whiskey collab in front of us. We started with one between two great Central Ohio-based um, distilleries, and now we are expanding to Ohio. And this is from distilleries all across the state. This correct? is
2: uh, this particular uh, batch this? is um, for Central all Central Ohio distilleries right now. Um, a group of us kind of got together said let's you know kind of do this and do this kind of as a test Um, uh, ultimately to raise money for the guild Um, the money from the event the money from the bottles is going back to fund the guild um, to kind of further our efforts of um, you know making Ohio craft spirits um, more and more relevant in Ohio
0: the smell alone is making me salivate it's it's coming to Sean. I can't wait to hear Sean. I'm, I'm going to w- let Sean talk first.
2: So this is a blend um, of 30% watershed bourbon, 30% um, high bank whiskey war, um, which is a, a blended American whiskey, which I believe they don't classify it this way, but it would be most similar to a rye whiskey. Uh, it's 20% um, middle West spirits, wheat whiskey and 20% are, straight rye whiskey um, all blended together released at barrel proof um, which the combination of those barrels together is 121.2
1: proof. I'm not saying
0: anything until you do. I'm just enjoying my... Now, I have still a little smokiness from the first uh, from the Dear Johnny. I don't think there's smokiness in this.
2: You should not pick up a lot of. Okay, syrup that's water. not so what I got I when think. I first poured it. You might I have got to. S- pour I got some.
0: I might have to, but I'm gonna go home tonight. And well, people are gonna listen to this. This is gonna drop not at night, but my wife Heather's gonna be oh, like, "So how'd so. it go?" And I'm gonna go, "Well, I have a gin, I have a rum, I have a collaboration um, that hopefully we're gonna be getting, and we have uh, dear Johnny." So <laughs> take my allowance. And um, it's just going to go straight to to booze. Just straight to that. This is going to be a great winter. So this
2: is definitely one. Um, you know, lots of you, you know, you're you're kind of getting all the elements from all the different component whiskeys mm-hmm. in a sense. You're getting some. You know, you're getting the you know the dark fruit um, sort of from the the watershed bourbon. You're getting the you know the wheat bread, obviously from the middle west wheat. Um, just kind of that that wheat-y sort of flavor. Um, and you know between between the high bank rye and our rye, you're kind of getting kind of getting the spiciness, some peppercorn sort of flavors in addition to it being a little bit higher barrel proof. So, to say one twenty one, yeah,
3: one twenty one point two. Real
1: weird.
0: Mm. <laughs> we Butter do weird stuff. Okay.
3: There's penis wine on the table. Yeah. How? What's weird? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. How strange can it be? Not for
1: you? Yeah. three penis wine. Get it right. Oh. Okay. <laughs> There's five. <laughs> I forget it. <laughs> um, butter. Mm. And um the immediate meal that comes to mind it, it, going along with that butter, um is um like a a butter um like a butter chicken like Indian dish. Like a masala. I don't know why, but like This is where I'm at right now. All right. Okay.
2: It's weird. It's the the combo of the, yeah, the spicy and the,
1: yeah. Yeah, so, like, I'm catching, like, this, like, super super smooth out, like, I think that's, like, the creaminess. That's, like, Mm -hmm. it's got, like, a buttery mouth feel, if you will not buttery in taste. Um, And then I think I'm picking up some of those other spices. Um
0: that's where I'm at. If we're throwing meals out, I'm gonna go back to the Bosco sticks with the meat <laughs> sauce and, and and extra cheese. No.
2: Extra? My God, man.
0: It was seventy five cents cholesterol level. It was seventy-five cents extra back in Medina High School to get an extra set. Anyway, back to the back to this. Um, your tasting your your palate and the way you're able to get different meals with it astonishes me what i taste right here though is just a nice blend of four different visions that unify into what tastes like columbus i don't know what that means and i'm trying to sound the extra Olin special TNG. like all of you but this old and This that's how
2: the that's how the gps lady says it yeah
0: well, she might say the little bit,
1: oh, well,
2: Well, but, oh, well, do you go British? I'll, I go Australian. But uh, and and no. so
0: how, how does this collaboration work then, um, with the distiller skill?
2: So it was, um, yeah, kind of, it, it was largely the brainchild and then ultimately became the blend, um, from, well, you guys know, um, Adam Hines from High Bank, um, oh, do we know Adam blender, Hines. uh, had, you know, High Bank has won a lot, a lot of awards recently for their, um, blended whiskeys, and they do a very good job at it. Um, I, my blend came in second place, so I'll, I'll run with that. Okay. Um, but we kind of each brought, you know, uh, three or four bottles to the table,
1: and it was a grand and, day and, of blending and, and tasting. Well, and and there's an extra story mm-hmm. here that I think you shared, Nikhil. Um, isn't part of this process how the um, your single, single, barrel, single yeah. barrel came really? It it did. So that's this. This is directly
2: related to how our single barrel came out. So we're still, you know, relative um, distillery whiskey amateurs when it comes to, you know, uh, figuring this whole process out compared to some of the guys who have been around for a decade or more at this point. Um, we pulled a bunch of samples um, of our rye barrels to take to this blending event to see, you know, let's hear here. here let's, we just randomly picked four, three, four barrels. Um, and one of them in particular, we said, "Oh, this one doesn't taste like rye whiskey." Um, actually, coming out of the barrel, I was hard pressed to find any of that heat or peppercorn or what. I, I would have told you this is an overproof bourbon. In fact, which is which is totally the opposite of a normal rye. You know, in particular, our rye profile, which is very high rye content, uh, very spicy, very peppery. Um, so we took that and we said, oh, this is a blender bottle. We'll have to blend this into a batch somewhere unless the guild wants it for the bottle. Yeah. We'll, we'll just take it. And all, all of the Middle West watershed and high bank people, when they tasted they looked at us. They're like, don't you dare blend this in with the guild blend. This is your first single barrel. And we said, oh, <laughs> we, had, oh. we had written on the bottle even, oh, yeah, blend this into something on um, the sample bottle that we had and they're they're like they're very adamant and we we took their advice and uh, it it worked out for us but yeah that's sold
1: out right did not know
2: that yeah Yeah, that was we we now we know better when you find those interesting we we were kind of thinking if we ever do a single bear well it needs to be like our rye just better or different in some way this one was so different that it wasn't like our rye at all yeah, um, that's kind of how that
0: happened. What what I love as an outsider and someone who respects your craft um for 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 both of you and both of your distilleries and and those here in in central Ohio. And then someone in my own field um uh, working with different businesses. Um I'm I'm a new chamber executive um and we have 180 some industries of business that we represent. What I love, and, and the reason why I share that is, right, everyone tries to compete. You all have your different business plans, different tastes, but you're still able to collaborate. We're still able to record a, uh, uh, an episode together. We're, we're able to uh, collaborate on the Forgotten Brandies. You're able to come together for the Ohio uh, Distillers um yeah. distiller's guild for a second i thought it said distillery and then i was like well we've had seven <laughs> samples um tastings and i might not be seen right is it a y or an rs um <laughs> but the way that you're able to share ideas collaborate work together i mean that's 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 the american dream right there for businesses
2: i think it's kind of a and unique us us and, and breweries in particular too um it's kind of a unique spot to be in we're, we're definitely competitors there's some healthy competition for sure um we're all sort of luckily, and not everybody in the country is like this. Not everybody in Ohio is like this, but most of us of the opinion that deeper tides float more boats.
0: And, and see, you just hit it. I, I just came back um, from New Hampshire, and there's breweries that are like two miles apart doing the same thing. And then, Chad, you earlier just said when you did your gin and there was another gin coming out for a competitor, you were like, it better not be the same Palette, you you know, yeah. uh, p- profile. Like I love how everyone. Although you know, obviously, you want to succeed, Chad. You want to succeed here with Echo, but it's also like we want to make sure that we are doing great spirits for Central Ohio and not stepping too much on on mm-hmm. competitors' toes. Yeah. Because although you're competitors, you're also like collaborators in a lot of different ways, mm-hmm. and and I respect the hell out of that here in the. um I don't know, spirits community? Mm-hmm. Are, are, are um, you familiar? Our, Go ahead. Oh, our biggest goal, like, starting was I never wanted to,
3: like, be the bottle that replaces another bottle on someone's shelf. I always wanted to be an addition to it, and that's kind of always been the approach. I bring something new to the table. Yeah, I'm like, you uh, already have that. I'm not trying to
1: replace that. So um, but there's an African term. Are you familiar with the term Ubuntu? It is, it basically operating rep- system? No. Um, <laughs> it actually roughly... Um, sort of means I am because we are
0: Mm. Um, I only know this because of you in another episode that I listened to actually I don't listen to our podcast but I I am because we we are and
1: so the idea being that like we like we all lift each other up and and Mm -hmm. when we have collective success collectively we're successful we're also individually successful Mm -hmm. Um, I I think about um, Asheville North Carolina I love beer um, I go to Asheville because I love beer. There are by all accounts from like a, and I'm not a business person, I'm, I'm a counselor, but, um, when you look at Asheville, you go like, yeah, like Asheville is a city, like probably really shouldn't exist. Cause there's, have any of you ever been there by the way? Anyone? Been no. Through, mm-hmm. I believe. Okay. So there it's like roughly, and I might be wrong, but it feels like when I'm there, maybe like roughly the size of Dayton except for there's, like, 65, 70 breweries that all exist. There. I didn't know that. Oh, many. Yeah. So you can literally, like, spit and go to a new brewery. So when you think of this, like, this really shouldn't happen from, like, that perspective. But the thing is, is that I went to Asheville not because one single, like, amazing brewery exists. I went there because there are 65, 70 breweries and like, it became sort of a destination. And so mm-hmm. I, I kind of hope not just with craft spirits, but also beer and those sorts of things. And that's something that I'm into, but like, I hope that's the kind of direction that Columbus as a beverage industry, if you will, um, is sort of heading because like that just seems to be a successful thing for everyone. Like, you know, one of the things that was amazing, um, you know, Michigan also tends to be a, the same way in terms of like as a state. They have a ton of breweries. Mm-hmm. I don't think they're number 1 anymore per capita. I think there's a, I think someone else is different. Anyway, but like we went on um this was years ago. We we called it our beercation. And we would just like my wife and I would drive and we'd stop at this random place. We'd split a flight and then they'd be like, "Oh, you know, like, oh, you got to go here. Like, drive 5 miles up this way, turn left on this road and then like when you get to the bar like this true story, this statement was uttered to us, tell them Mikey G sent you. And I'm like, <laughs> I feel like I'm, like, the butt of a joke. And they're like, how'd you find us? And I was like, Mikey G sent us? And they were like, oh, I love that dude. Like, So, like, it's just, like, mm-hmm. a cool, like, community sort of um, piece. So I mean, these absolutely. sort of collaborations very much remind me of that sort of concept, I am because we are. um for and sure,
2: that, for and sure. that's why we got into this business. I mean, Chad, like you talked about, you know, trying to not replace somebody on a shelf, but add to their shelf. I mean, we, when we started working on Echo, it was originally started as an idea to open a brewery and there was five breweries in Columbus. That's too many at the time. I'm um, sure. Right. Wrong. Whoops. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> um, and, and it was cause we went on tours of watershed in the middle West and got talking to the that. guys there and went crazy for the process. And we started working on it. We said, okay, Hey, we're going to make rum. And then we hear about this other distillery that opens up um, near my, my home neighborhood in Clintonville, and this guy's making rum. And then we find out it's a totally different rum. So cool. We can all, we can all coexist. Everything's going to be happy.
1: Yeah.
3: I think the cool thing with um, the Forgotten Brandies and the Gilda collab is the state, because we're in a control state, uh, they're finally letting this cross-distillery mm-hmm. promotion, like, Literally, these are the first two bottles. We should, to yeah, we should on. talk
2: about that. I mean, the, the forgotten oh. brandies. This, the forgotten brandies, um, and even though we are involved in both bottles, we did kind of have maybe the forgotten brandies idea first. We wanted to make sure we got it out first. This is the first spirit co-released by two distilleries in the state of Ohio ever.
0: Oh, Our breweries I do did this not stuff this.
2: all the time. This is common yeah. breweries to collaborate, to do on. stuff together, to work Stop. on. This is the first. Beer. We got to oh. start
0: this whole recording over. So we're, wait, that's not a thing.
1: I, I actually really did not know
2: this. Yeah.
0: I thought this was like I thought this was a thing. Yeah, because so breweries, it do, it so what, so breweries the, do it all
2: the time. Breweries do it all the time. Distilleries, first? it's because of the way the control state works and who has to sort of own and take ownership of really? the product. Oh. So this product no one right does it. here, it's, it's kind sample, of too much of the, a, a thing to do. Had. Right. Wow. It's kind of it's kind of challenging to do, and we kind of had to come up with the idea and reach out to the state and kind of come up with this process. Did I they kind of scratch that, their head and go like, I don't know? I don't know. So the, so the Guild blend, on one hand, a collaboration between distilleries, but... Um, ultimately kind of being, you know, theoretically sold out at one event or you know, moved to liquor stores or, you know, owned by the state from that perspective. The brandy is the first one, first of all, that's the collaboration, but also and none I know of that are in the works, sold in two different distilleries just yeah, due so to the way so the state. We, I forgot to say that works.
1: you can pick this up at, at Echo or at yes. four fifty one. Yeah. We have it in both our
3: shops. Um, and if you know anything about, like, craft spirits, you can only sell your own product there. We're not, like, a regular liquor store. This is the first product that exists in two different mm-hmm. distilleries. Mm-hmm. We
2: kind of had to approach the state and say, hey, so I think the way that, I mean, ultimately it kind of comes down to what where they're going to allow us to do. Like, there's no law against it, but will you let us do it? And what is your... I mean, ultimately it's a technological issue. Will your software let us do this? Yeah. And they kind of, yeah. and I said, I kind of made the argument. We, we kind of made the argument. Here's what it looks like to me. You tell us if it's wrong, but there's nothing against this. And they kind of backed up and said, yep, let's try it here. Hmm. So this, That's is, the, this awesome. is the first trial period one. Oh, wow.
1: Don't screw
0: it up guys. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Don't, <laughs> I don't, I don't think you did.
1: Yeah. No, 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 that not was not at delightful.
0: All. Um, this has blown my mind, this episode. Yeah, for and sure. And I feel honored. I feel like we should restart all the tastings and the recording again. I will be. The I big, was like, can you to work me, tomorrow? I mean, I'll be messed you know. up. <laughs> <laughs> I need Hot pockets, stat. Yeah. <laughs> and whatever I smell from out there, I need that that's now. The, that's five the five guys, guys behind us, yeah. Oh, So, um, Chad, how, how would anyone listening that has not followed you or, or heard about you um, find you?
3: It, real simple it's just 451 spirits on instagram facebook and com
0: perfect and where would we find you if people didn't know where you were same found same thing echo spirits uh,
2: com um, echo spirits on facebook as well as instagram uh, we do have a twitter feed that has no posts on it we are echo spirits one there though because there's already an echo spirits <laughs> Aww, <laughs> those <laughs> bastards
0: and sean if someone wanted to find um, us where would they find us um the datas podcast
1: uh dot com. Right? Da- yeah, is that right Yeah <laughs> you don't even know. I don't even know. The well, I was going say
0: I know that they can reach us at the podcast at gmail.com. And they can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, which we're not on that much, and MySpace. My Our running MySpace. dad joke. Yep, we're still there. Right, yep. It sucks. Don't go on there. Don't put that in yep. the marketing. Plan. We tried Zenga. It's apparently turned it's turned
1: off i think do you have a live journal yeah i saw a thing the other day that like some some kid was like uh, it was like a meme and it was it was like a screenshot and it was like you know what twitter needs to have a feature where like when you go on someone's page it like plays their favorite song and then like somebody else was like and now we've reached a generation that doesn't know what myspace is (laughs) was anyone else on
3: uh, makeout club
1: no.
0: Oh, that, that was like the
3: punky, gothy, alternative like precursor. No, it was pretty it. rad. No, I'll yeah. have to look into
0: that. We'll yeah. get our marketing team on that one.
3: <laughs> Lots of sad
0: boy emo <laughs> vibes. <laughs> I love it. A lot of screamo. Yeah, yeah. I love it. That's half my my playlist anyway. <laughs> 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 so anyway, thank you um, for for being here. Thank you for the tastings. Thank you for what you do to make Central Ohio amazing. Because you really truly do Oh wait, I do I had one question For each of you Before uh, we
1: before we l- kick it out of here Okay You pickle. all collectively made The forgotten brandies Right mm-hmm. Now I want to know What's one thing mm-hmm. Uh-oh. That you'll never forget Like one memory one I will like, never br- forget The girl next door Good reference. Good for reference. Oh. What do you think? What's <laughs> something that like you'll like you'll always like you hope to always hold on to a memory you always hope to hold on to. I already forgot your question.
0: <laughs> yes, <laughs> Chad for the win.
1: And Nikhil comes with. Um, I mean, I guess when we're making the brandy, it's where we got our
0: "Where did the purple go?" story from uh, Derek, our bartender here, about how when you distill something purple, a red wine or whatever. And the color is not there when you end up distilling. <laughs> where, where did the purple, the purple go? go? <laughs> He's asked that question, and I, we think about that all the time. It stays behind is what it, where the answer is. Okay. <laughs> all right. What about you? Something oh, I'm memory. part of this? <laughs> yeah, why not? <laughs> I didn't do anything with the Forgotten Brandies. Um, I'll never forget the day you met your wife. I was just going to go, my, the anniversary that I got married to my wonderful wife. What is your anniversary? I don't remember because her <laughs> birthday is 10 days after, so I always have to think, like, which one, What's which what? one, which, oh, which, which and is it? Oh, now she's like, yelling at,
1: <laughs> she's actively yeah. yelling at her, uh, uh, well, I guess she's probably listening with AirPods in. but <laughs> She's like,
0: damn it, Matt, what? <laughs> with any
1: luck, she's out for a run working it off, and by the time she gets dumb. home... Good. Maybe know, she's drinking one of can these. Can you imagine and having if we ran like a parenting podcast
0: what? and you were like, "I'll never forget the day my son was born." I, I don't even remember. Thank God he was born at the same time of the date. He was born on ten twenty two at ten twenty two a.m. I don't think I knew that. Yeah, I barely knew that, and then I was like, "Oh wait, they're the same." What about you? And then we'll close something I
1: will um, never forget is uh, the first time we came over, and uh, we recorded in
0: Speakeasy. That was a good day. That was a good day. It was a Wednesday. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> so, anyway, wherever you're listening, however you're listening, thank you for listening to our podcast. Be sure to check out both um, distilleries and the fascinating drinks that we just tasted. We'll have some pictures on our uh, Instagram account and Facebook account, so you can check them out. Go get them at the, um, at both distilleries or wherever you can find them here in the state of Ohio. Uh, and be sure to follow us. We will be ramping up our episodes come uh, January of 2022. And until next time, stay strong, dadass.